Hi guys, this is Mary here. Thank you for listening again to She's Nice Not Stupid. Glad to have you here every week. Kim and I are just enjoying some time off. We have a lot of bonus material here for you to listen to, so catch us on the next one. Bye! Hi guys, welcome back to She's Nice Not Stupid. I'm Kim. And I'm Mary. And it's the show where we talk a lot of shit, we call ourselves on our shit, and we get real and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just got back from our little break. Oh, yeah. Our it's little vacay. A, a long time. It's like a month. Since we've seen each other pretty much. That's freaking long for us. Oh, my God. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Mary just went out west. Right, Mary? Yeah, I did. It was our first vacation in... Like two years? Two years. Well, it's because of COVID. I know. Right? I know. Um, and that was really nice. It was a good, like, over... Like, just about eight days, mm-hmm. nine days that we were gone. Trip was amazing. The, the fires out in BC were... The forest fires were pretty rough for the first couple days mm-hmm. uh, it was quite smoky i don't know if you noticed that too i had one morning of yeah. smoke and the first two days we were there couldn't see anything it was mostly gray oh no yeah and the whole like thing about going to vancouver is just seeing the mountains yes yeah. yeah my poor boyfriend was like because mm. <laughs> that was his whole thing about going there um but finally when we went to whistler and when we went uh, hiking for the last two or three days, all the smoke cleared out and it was absolutely gorgeous. It was just perfect. It was Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, that's worth it. It was so worth it. Um, so yeah, trip was amazing. That was amazing. The food was amazing. Uh, spent a band, at least <laughs> on food. At least a grand on all the food that I went out with, uh, went and had with my friend. But yeah. It's okay. It's been a while. It's been a long time. Yeah, Yeah. I had two years to make up for it. Yeah, but it sucks when you're, like, used to not spending money, and now you're like, I spent so much money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now that I'm back, you know, I have to to go on a detox, basically, because I just had fried food, steak, like, so much seafood. And Mm. now I'm just having, I need to just have vegetables. Yeah. I need to watch what I eat right now, because... You know, Hot Mess Express, I also ripped my pants, too, while I was putting them on. I didn't even notice. So <laughs> that's my life. That That's what's been going on with me in the last week. So that's nice, and that's stupid for me. How about you? <laughs> How about uh, you? I was also out west. I went for a bachelorette party, um, visited some family there, um, which was really nice. And I've gone to... An- after that, I also went to another bachelorette party, <laughs> and then I went to a family cottage. So it's just been a lot of bachelorette and family time, and I'm just not made to drink as much as I have been. <laughs> so your girl be tired. I also need a freaking detox. Oh, man. Um, what was, you know, I'm, I'm so tired this morning. I'm in freaking the drive-thru at McDonald's. I call Mary. I'm like, hey, Mary, do you want anything? And while I'm on the phone with her, I don't even notice. I pass the speaker box. <laughs> Where I'm order, where I'm supposed to order. So now I'm sandwiched between two cars. The person in front of me is paying, getting their order, and the person behind me is ordering. So I'm like, I'm looking stupid, like pulling up, like, hey, I uh, made a mistake. I didn't order, so just let me pass. Oh my god! Uh, I would have thought like if you're like 
desperate enough, you just would have just taken the food behind the queue. No, no, I wasn't that desperate. <laughs> and he's like, so you're not the egg and sausage McMuffin? I'm like, no, like, I am nothing. <laughs> I am nothing. I am nothing. I am dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Please let me leave. Yeah, like, don't even look at me anymore. <laughs> so stupid oh no oh no is right it's it's okay you gotta learn to laugh at yourself (laughs) but we're here now yeah i mean you asked me if i wanted anything and i was like no i don't think they can let us uh drink or eat in the library now we both not drinking or eating yeah (laughs) fuck (laughs) (laughs) so we wanted to get into some real conversation today uh this week I want to talk about our dating life. Yeah, our dating life. Sorry to my exes who listen to this podcast. I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, so Kim, what's the longest relationship you've ever had? So you know, your girl only been in two relationships in her whole entire life. <laughs> and they're both so fucking long term. <laughs> my first one, um, the longest one is seven years. Mm. Yeah, but... According to my calculations of feelings, I should have let it go at five. Ooh. Yeah. How about you, Mary? What was your longest relationship? My longest? Well, this one is my longest relationship. It's been about four, four and a half years now. Yeah, that's pretty long. That is long. Oh, no, wait. Three, four years, four years. Um, but my longest one before that was, I'd say, like, two and a half years. Um, that's not that long. It's not that long. But I've it's never, kind of long, I It guess. is. I mean... The last year of it was that whole awkward breakup phase. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I always told myself I'd never do that mm. growing up. Like, once you break up, it, it's a break. Like, you don't have that, oh, we should go on a break. Or we break up and then we get back together kind of thing where we're just kind of fucking around. Yeah. Don't ever do that. Don't don't ever do that. Like, you broke up, it's over. It's over. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to, like... It's when you're like watching other people do it, you're like, it's so easy for you to be like, oh, come on, just do it. Just stop talking to each other. But like when you're actually in that situation, girl, feelings are fucking <laughs> like, I hate them. I know. I hate feelings. I'm a Pisces. I'm emotional as hell. Bruh, I'm a Virgo and we pretend to not have emotions, <laughs> but I be crying in the corner all the, all the time. And why do I have Three or four of my closest friends, all of you are Pisces, you little bitches. Y'all bring it Why? out. Why? <laughs> bring it out of me. Oops. <laughs> I'm trying to be a hoe, but I catch feelings. Yeah, I know. I talk I a lot of feelings. shit, but. <laughs> all right. So, I mean, you've only had one. Yeah. Long relationship before this, obviously. Like, what? Would, that was the worst breakup you've ever had. A hundred percent. That was the worst breakup I've ever had. I mean, it's it was, your only. It was, I know, it was my only. I mean, like, you know, there's, like, little flings that I had, and, like, I just dropped them really quickly, but they were easy because it's, like, you didn't emotionally invest yourself a hundred percent. But, yeah, this was the worst breakup, and it scarred me so much that I was, like, I never want to get in a relationship again because mm-hmm. I don't want to ever go through a breakup again. Mm-hmm. Um, but here I am in my second relationship, and I don't think we'll break up. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, and if we do, fuck. <laughs> and, but like, I'll definitely have the better emotional tools to handle it. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, I, like, do I talk about how bad it was? Like, what made it bad? I don't even know. I can't even remember. Mm. Um, so who who was he? Um, so I dated. I started dating him when I was sixteen. 
So a child, a baby, per, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't know. Like we hit it off really well. Like we were like best friends. And I think like when you just when you start dating that young, you either grow together or you grow apart. And um, I just kind of didn't see us on the same path anymore. And like I said, year five, I had that feeling, that hunch. And I really only opened up about it to one person. And um, they were like, are you sure? Like, it's some- I'm pretty sure you guys can work through it because, like, I love you guys together. Mm. Yada, yada, yada. And I was like, you're right. Like, we are so good together. And so I just tried to make it work. Fast forward to the next year, I think we just, like, spent a lot of time fighting because I started to gain more confidence in myself. I started to crave for more independence and it was hard for him to accept it. But I don't blame him. Like when you give yourself, when you give 100% of yourself to somebody and then all of a sudden you're like, now you only get 50. Mm. They're like, what the hell? Like what's going on? And I think the more that he begged for me to be around or Um, got more angry about like how I wasn't the same as before it just pushed me away further Mm. yeah and I was just kind of like in a rut where I'm like I'm tired of like my life is like kind of repetitive right now I kind of want to meet new people I want to do and see new things and I think he just had a hard time with it and yeah and it was a really toxic breakup because Mm. there was so much fighting and then like kind of like emotional manipulation of like making me feel guilty about wanting to grow right yeah so then I was like mad at myself and I was confused I was like what do I do and then you start thinking like well this person's so nice like my family loves him our friends are like all in one and I don't even yeah it was just like such a hard time and he actually like went to my family first to tell them like look at her she's partying so much and Mm -hmm. and she's not the same person as she used to be and to the point where my whole family got mad at me Mm -hmm. and was attacking me and saying like why are you doing this to him and he wanted to get the drop on you yeah and (laughs) i started to feel like shit about myself and i started to feel like i just really felt isolated like i couldn't talk to my family because they were angry with me he was angry with me and i just as a coping mechanism i just went partying just numb myself with alcohol that's so tough because you guys are in such a long-term relationship where your families are so intertwined yeah kim your ex was vietnamese right yeah yeah we even went to vietnam together i he met my grandparents i met his grandparents the people in the old country yeah the motherland Fuck. Yeah. Oh, how is so and so? We broke up. I told you it was twenty years ago. Yeah. Right. Jeez. That's really tough. And so, did you have that whole thing that I mentioned—the breakup and the uh, that weird buffer phase where you're like, "Are we together? Are we yeah. together?" I would say like the last like six months to a year of our relationship was like that whole weird buffer period. Like I said, like I was because of like my whole guilt. I just like was like okay I should try to make it work but then I would try and then it's like we'd have a couple good days and then all of a sudden I'm like I'm not feeling it Mm. like it just sucks that like as like we have this intuition of like like you have this gut feeling of like you know it's not gonna work Mm. but like why do we talk ourselves out of it with logic just listen to your gut you know Mm. and I mean I think I was just emotionally 
not available and like I just didn't know how to express myself well I would feel guilty saying like I really don't see it happening I really want to break up that I would be like I just need a break I just need a break and I mean breaks are stupid like one person thinks you're broken up and the other person thinks like they just need space I was a person that that like I'm saying we need a break but I'm in my head I'm thinking like I want to break up. Mm, you and, didn't say with your chest. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I'm a little bitch. I need a break. <laughs> like, instead of, no, this is it. Like, we cannot do this anymore. Mm. And in his mind, he's like, yeah, I'm just going to give her space. And then he's like, I'm giving you too much space. Like, what do you want? And I'm like, I still need my space. <laughs> <laughs> I need you in a different space. Yeah. Not more space. Just out of my space right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was just such a confusing time. And, like, I do... I think, like, selfishly as well, um, I was scared to be, like, alone. Mm. So I was saying, like, I need a break and I want my space, but I do want to explore, like, not necessarily, like, other men, but explore who I am without you. But I selfishly almost want to keep you around Mm. to, just in case I fail or whatever, right? In case, yeah. yeah, in case I, like, don't like the person I am without you. That's hard to admit. It is hard to admit. It's hard to admit that. Like, when I think back on it, I mean, it's been a long time, like, probably six, five, six years. Think back about it, and I really can only admit that, like, this year, after this, after therapy and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy fuck, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to say, like, yo, I'm the one who led this guy on too like you could have easily nipped that in the bud sooner this you know he was probably thinking oh he wasn't ready to let you go because you know i find that women in relationships go through a lot of this transitional growing phases behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and some men don't notice it like they just think oh shit she's changing she's she's becoming a different person and they have this part where they're starting to catch up or they like realize, oh shit, I gotta catch up because I'm gonna lose her. And it's sometimes it's not enough time because you're already so far ahead yeah. of what what is beyond reach for them. Because mm-hmm. it's it, it's not even like weeks in the making, it's like months in the making or years in the making from what it sounds like. Yeah, it was just really sad. It was hard. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry, X. Yeah. Sorry, Kim's X. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Good for therapy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? How about you? Your longest relationship you said was two and a half years before this one. Would you say that was your worst breakup, or you had one that was? No, man. No, man. The one before my my partner now was probably the worst breakup. Like heart shattering. And how long was that relationship? That was only I want to say like a year and a half, two years, not mm. even. But we were friends for so long. Like we were friends in university for like eight years yeah and so it was like a develop it was a friendship that like I I didn't think it would ever get it would cross that path into a relationship because we were just such good friends so uh, like we met on the first day of university and we were in the same um, biology class and we were just we just hit it off as friends and he always dated somebody I always dated somebody And then it wasn't until I moved to Korea to go teach overseas, and I had been there for a year already, a year and a half, and then he came and he was living in a different city. Um, And we just wanted to meet up and uh, hung out, and it's just like, you know, back, like we just picked up where we left off. 
Were you single when he came? Yes, I was single. I was in that also that weird buffer phase with my ex too that I went to Korea with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, I'm pretty sure you went to Korea with a boy. I went with a different boy. Yeah. <laughs> and then he cheated on me. <laughs> but yeah, so we were in that weird buffer phase, and you know, it kind of just blossomed. Like this ex, the most recent one, uh, it kind of blossomed into a relationship. He had gone back, back to Hamilton, back to Toronto. And I was still finishing out the rest of my teaching contract, and we still kept that relationship. So it was a, most of our relationship. I was living in Korea, but we already had that strong foundation of a friendship. But it wasn't until I got back home that things like absolutely changed. I was dealing with my own transition back into Canadian society, which was such, like a, a reverse culture shock. Yeah, There were so many things that I didn't even notice I was doing while I was living in Korea versus coming back here. You know, my life in Korea was so hustle bustle. I always had these social engagements. I had a lot of things to do. You know, my Monday to Friday was teaching. The rest of the week was party, friends, whatever. Very active social life. But when I got back, I was really trying hard to transition into, like, just, like, the life that's here. Like, everybody's lives lives have moved on. Mm -hmm. And I had such a really difficult time grasping, just understanding that. And uh, my ex was, like, probably my only hand hand back into my life in Korea so did you guys come back at the same time no yeah he came first because he actually was teaching here oh okay yeah and so you know we had our like a romantic relationship for the like two or three months in Korea he went back home and then we continued that long distance relationship and then we had to transition to an actual couple in Canada and that was so difficult for me I was like I don't have any jobs I don't have any prospects I don't know what I'm doing with my life when I get back to Canada yeah and he had his life all figured out and that was like the big thing for us like we just had very different personalities and very different I want to say like communication styles and I was I couldn't communicate like all the issues that I had coming back so that was really our truly our biggest downfall and Okay, so Mary, sorry. Um, so I'm confused. Like you're saying that you came back and you weren't feeling great about your life, and he felt it, but you wouldn't communicate with him. I don't know if he he felt it. I think he like understood it because I had I had said, you know, I'm ha- I'm struggling a little bit, but I do remember him saying like I don't understand why you can't just do this, or I don't understand. I think he couldn't empathize with it yes, in the way okay. that... Maybe because it was so easy for him to yeah. transition back? Right, because he was only in Korea for a summer. And oh, I, that's totally different. That's so different, yeah. Yeah. And he had jobs. Like, he could, he had, he didn't really work. He was, do, he was supposed to be a teacher in the summer, but it, like, didn't work out for him. So the rest of his time, like, was just hanging out with me. And, like, he stayed with me because he, you know... Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he stayed with me, and then he already knew he had a job. He was getting his, um, he was getting a permanent position in the school board. Yeah. So he already had everything lined up, whereas I came back, and I thought, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I ended up going to school um, for ECE, and then I went back to my old job, which is what I'm still doing now. So it was still, it was a hard pill for me to gra- like to swallow 
that like oh I left this place two and a half years ago and I'm still coming back to the same thing and at that point I was like I need to grow but I don't know how to do it and I had a partner or a boyfriend at the time who just couldn't understand it Mm -hmm. he was one of those kind of guys who kind of had everything lined up for him like I'm I'm sad to say like a white male privilege he had parents who had a lot of connections he didn't really actually have to try that hard to get a position in the school board where I had all of my friends struggling so that's besides the point but it just it was hard to be with somebody who couldn't empathize yeah I can see that yeah and also on top of that we both didn't have great communication styles like he was the type of guy who needed to have it fixed right there and then where he it was just like constant like what's wrong blah 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 I want to fix this now whereas like I needed some time to space and some time and space to think about it but then like I couldn't even do that because it was just I would shut down and so ultimately every time we had a fight or like a big blow up he'd break up with me and it got (laughs) he'd just break up with me and I was like I'm so confused right now. Like, you tell me you love me. That's some childish shit. It's some childish, emotional, manipulative, manipulative shit. I'm going to say it straight up. Because every time we got into a fight, he'd break up with me. And it it was bordering on emotional abuse because every time we got into a fight, I felt like I was walking on eggshells. Mm -hmm. And he'd break up with me. And then... I'd have to claw my way back. I'd fight for him. It was like he wanted that emotional display of affection. Like he just wanted me, he just, it felt like he just loved seeing me cry and like almost begging for him. And then we got back together and then we'd go through that honeymoon phase and he's like, oh, I love you. Like, I can't wait till you finish school so like we can move in together. Like it was like that whole like love bombing thing. Mm. And I had so, it was so hard for me to trust him. Like I could not trust him. So there were a lot of hesitations on my end to actually like build this relationship. So the final like breakup, it's like the fourth time we broke up, he like did the bait and switch. He was, I was like, what is going on? Like, why are we not working? Like, I really still want to be with you. And he's like, okay, I'm going to think about it. I need some time. I'm going to call you on Wednesday. I'm like, okay. This is like a Saturday night or something like that call you on a Wednesday and then next thing I know like two days later like he blocks me on everything he like deletes me Ew. yeah he deletes me on like Facebook like unfollows all of my friends on Instagram he just wow. yeah he did just like does some petty shit I was like yo I thought you were supposed to call me on Wednesday so that was how you guys broke up pretty much yeah so like, did you try to reach him I didn't even bother I was like you know what this is it but like the aftermath of that it was like the worst time of my life. I was like crying every single day, like anything. Because you lost a friend. Yeah. Aww. And I think that's like the hardest thing to realize like, oh, it wasn't even just the relationship. It was the friendship that I lost because it was just like 10 years of knowing somebody that is completely out of my life now. So, so that was the hardest heartbreak. Do you know what the final straw was for you guys? <sighs> Oh, throughout our relationship, he, he, how do I say this? So, he was the type of person who needed a little bit more validation. So, he needed a lot of, like, he needed to feel secure in our relationship. And from what I gathered from his previous relationships, he always dated women that were a little bit needier and clingy and, like, was calling him and was trying to see him whereas I was so independent that 
you know, I didn't call that often. I didn't really text that often. I was in school, so I would see him maybe once a week, whereas he needed to see me, like, often. But we lived in different cities, too. And I, you know, when I got back from Korea, I lived in, oh, sorry, I lived with my mom, yeah, and I was going back to school. So Monday to Friday, I had my classes, and then on the weekends, I had to work. And then I also had my friends that I hadn't seen in a couple of years, like my best friend. When I got back from Korea, I didn't even see her. Mm. And he got upset that um, I was going out to dinner with her instead of hanging out with him. You know, that kind of thing. He's, oh, gosh. Yeah, so one specific example I can think of is, I think he said, oh, I, I'm, I'm going to see you on Sunday. And I said, okay, well, I have dinner plans with so-and-so at 6 o'clock. Sunday comes, he's like, okay, I'm on my way. I'll see you at 12. But really, he had just woken up because he was hungover from the night before. I was like, okay, so you haven't even gotten dressed, gotten showered. You're not even on your way. You're not going to be here till like, maybe 1.30. And he said, I was like, I, I told you I had dinner plans with my friend. And he goes, well, I'm sorry to say, but, like, I'm not going to drive an hour to come see you just for two hours. And I said, well, that's up to you. You could just see me none at all today then, <laughs> you know? Like, I already told you I had plans. He's like, well, I didn't know that. And it was just, like, a kind of, like... A lot of it was like him forgetting things and like me being like, I felt like I said what I said kind of thing. And so I think he, uh, for him, he needed a lot of like time to see me. And I just was like, this is getting too much for me. And, and you're getting, it, it feels like you're, you're really needy right now and, and smothering me. I had such a difficult time with it because the ex I had before was not like that. Like didn't like physical t touch, didn't like to in public, like just did not. And so also coming from Korea where you're just emotionally, PDA is not a thing in Korea. Yeah. So I was like, when we got here, it was like a complete 180. I was like, I can't do this for you. So a lot of our fights was, yeah, not spending enough time. And then also uh, just the, the PDA aspect, like he needed that validation. Mm -hmm. He really, and I just like did not want to give it to him. I just felt like, I don't know if it's it has to do with like one I just was transitioning back here or that was like a sense of power on my end like this is the only power I have left in this relationship in terms of like I want to say like I I didn't feel like I had that much power because he had broken up with me so many times at that point I was like this is the only thing I can hold on to um, and like this is the thing that you're craving I'm not going to give it to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And maybe on a sub subconscious level. I don't know. Mm hmm But yeah, that was a really tough breakup. That was so long. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, moving on from my breakup, what did you learn from this relationship? Like, what did you learn about from yourself? From myself? Yeah, and, and from it. What I learned from my about from myself is that I'm a type of person that, like, I really need the freedom to grow and be who I am. And I need a partner who accepts me and lets me do that. Um, that was like the big thing. Cause I think when I first started dating my ex, I kind of almost molded myself to how he wanted me to be. Like mm -hmm. I took in so much interest into like his hobbies and stuff. Um, yeah. And I think I just, I'm, I'm the type of person that like, I need my own space as well. 
but I didn't know that before because I was just like insecure little bitch <laughs> that like needed uh, validation and like wanted attention and and what I've learned from the relationship is just trust your gut feeling and communicate what you want a lot better. <laughs> what okay? So wait, Kim, you said you needed you needed validation and attention. Was that something you were afraid to express in your previous relationship? No, no, I don't think so. No, no, because like I did, I did get a lot of attention and oh, validation from him at the time, but now I don't really need it anymore. Oh, you don't need it. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Understood. I was insecure before that I needed the in, the validation and the attention, but now I'm more confident with myself, um, so I don't need it, and I'm much happier without all of the validation mm. and just doing my own thing versus like yeah sure you want to do this I'll do it with you because like this is like I'll watch you watch bat I'll watch you play basketball for hours like, <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> like no not anymore <laughs> but back in the day <laughs> ew <laughs> yeah ew right <laughs> come come cheerlead me while I come cheer me on while I'm playing basketball I'll pick up game of basketball with my friends yeah no thanks once, once in a while mm -hmm. not today no <laughs> um, how about you, Mary? What did you learn about yourself from that relationship? And how, like, what did you learn from the breakup? <sighs> that, uh, fuck, man, I'm, I'm a sensitive little bitch, too, so. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Um, yeah, I think what I learned from that was um, really learning how to express my emotions and, like, in a more conductive way like I'm obviously still working on that I mean as we mentioned in our like fighting styles episode I was like nah man I still shut my boyfriend out sometimes mm -hmm. and I know that's not you know an emo that's not a healthy way to express things so I think you know I will give it up to my ex though because he was an emotionally liberate person like he literate person he understood like okay let's talk about these problems now but the way he went about it was really difficult for me to handle so I think that was that, like, the whole breakup buffering situation, I, I ain't doing that shit ever. Like, no. when you break up, it's over, bitch. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. over. I can't, I can't put myself through that emotional distress anymore. That's why I was surprised when you said that the one that you, your previous relationship that, like, had a year of buffering wasn't, like, your worst. Because, like, when I had that year of buffering, that mm -hmm. was emotionally draining. So draining. Yeah, I'm like, what? That wasn't really? your worst one? I mean, I was 21 at the time. I think maybe I, you know, I've repressed it so much that I don't remember. Mm. <laughs> I, I mean, that was a bad, probably, a, I want to say the worst relationship, maybe. Uh. I don't know, maybe. Well, I, I'll think about it. <laughs> let me reflect on it. I don't know, let me think about it. But no, it was, I was young, too. I think I had too many things going on at the time anyway. Like, I was, like, in university. I was yeah, just yeah, doing yeah. other things. This was, like, in a time of my life that 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 buffering situation and it was like it was like we got together broke up got together broke up yeah and you know the worst part about it actually i'm gonna put circle back I mean, all my friends loved him which was also the worst part too yeah yeah you liked him i did i only met him a couple times but i was like he's fun i he's like so him he's so fun i will say that he was a great friend he yeah was, he had a type of personality that could just light up the room and he um loved attention too so i you know I, I thinking back on it now i guess i like didn't give him any of that 
um, and he sought that validation from other people. So oh. that makes a lot of sense. Right. Um, but like, why would you need to validate him with that if he was like getting it from everywhere else? Yeah, I, I, I think a lot of that had to do with his own insecurities too, because he always kept on mentioning like, okay, <laughs> long episode. He <laughs> he kept on mentioning like, oh, I, I can't wait till we get back to Canada and I could just show you off like you're my little trophy like he just wanted to show me off as a prize which that's kind of cute sounded cute but it was but he wanted me to be so physically publicly affectionate with him to let everybody know that I was his girl because he was deserving of it do you know what I mean yeah it was like it was one of those things where he said uh one thing that stuck out with me was uh Oh, when people see you and me together, they're probably gonna wonder like, why is this like hot girl, this this like, this beautiful brown Asian goddess type shit is with me? And like, I'm not gonna say he wasn't an unattractive guy, but he wasn't a conventionally attractive guy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know, like he's you my wouldn't, man. you wouldn't do like a double look. Yeah, he's my man. Like yeah. I thought he was cute. Like yeah. he's my man. Yeah, and I stick aside. I'm gonna stick beside him. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but he but he felt that so hard in his like in his core that he wasn't deserving of this relationship. Oh, that's so sad. That was sad. And but to put it on to me was really difficult. Yeah. So I get that like you know to to need that external validation like I just couldn't give it to him. I was just kind of like why why are you not so secure with yourself that you couldn't just you know you just be you like that's enough, right? Mhm. Um but yeah, he like wanted to show me off. And he needed that validation. And so when he was like, oh, I can't wait for people, like, for me to, like, walk down the street and, like, I can show you off or whatever. People are going to wonder why, like, wonder why you're with me. It's, you know, I, 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 they're probably thinking, like, I have money or I got a big dick or something. It's like, like some stupid shit like that. And I was like, um, you know, like, I think our relationships, relationship speaks for ourselves. And, like, on top of that, he wanted that, like, social media validation, too. And I was like... And I just would not give it to him. I was like, no, I don't do that shit. Like, I'm pretty private on my Facebook. I'm pretty, like, not private anymore on Instagram. But I was at a point that I just, like, didn't want to show. I just, you to show up on my feed on Instagram, uh, you know. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. that's a big thing. And I guess he wanted that. He just really, really wanted that. Yeah. So, so yeah, what did I learn from that? (laughs) Um, Just to, like, express my emotions more, saying I need a break. Also realizing about myself is that um, some people need that. That's their love language, and that's how they need to be loved. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be in a relationship, you have to provide that. And just, like, you just can't hold these cards. You're right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, my bad to my ex. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to my ex. <laughs> okay, so do you put milk in first, or do you put your cereal first? Cereal first, because nobody want to splash up <laughs> motherfucking milk everywhere. <laughs> you know those um, those commercials or like on the uh, the cereal where they would have like pop tarts, not pop tarts, corn pops, uh-huh. and they like throw. It looks like the the, the, the <laughs> it's like throwing into the milk and it's splashing. Yeah, nobody wants that experience. No, who does that? Like, cereal is a quick and easy breakfast. Yeah. I ain't got time to clean it up yeah. like that. It's cereal first, milk second. And the only way you would have milk first is if you were having a second bowl of cereal. Yeah. That's it. Like, you're like, you got to add some more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah fuck that. Yeah. Okay. And that's the only way to do it. If you do it the other way, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you enjoy garlic? Fuck 
fucking like 27. <laughs> 27. Like, <laughs> I love garlic too, but like, yo, my boyfriend loves it too much. Does like, he really? Yo, one time he came home and I was like, <laughs> like, no, no, not he even came home. He went to sleep and I went into the room and I was like, what the fuck is that smell? Like, garlic is seeping through his no! pores. What did he do? He's going to korean barbecue and he's just oh, eating the yeah, garlic yeah. Oh, they're so good they're so good but he overdoes it oh my god he's just eating it whole you know that's so funny it's disgusting that's gross so ever since i smelled that on him i was like i don't ever <laughs> want to smell like that so like i feel like i've lessened my garlic oh my day. gosh how much did he eat i don't know <laughs> i don't know but it was like a day of garlic. It was because like he's like he went golfing and then uh-huh. he had lunch, cream barbecue with his friends, and then he went to like hang out with, um, you know, like his cousins or whatever, and they like eating, drinking food. And yeah, it's a lot of garlic and shit too. So it was just like a whole day of fucking garlic. <laughs> and like that night, he came home to sleep and didn't shower and shit, and just like I gotta burn this bed. Oh my god, Kim, like, <laughs> it's <is> so bad. <laughs> but yeah, I love garlic. But, but no, now now I kind of like. Oh yeah. Like, so three clothes, I'll do two or something. Oh no, I don't do that. I <laughs> two clothes of garlic, like twenty two. <laughs> I know. I, I like too much. I love it. It just smells so good. It tastes so good. Yeah, delicious. Delicious. Can you imagine if you're allergic to garlic? Oh my gosh! I have people in the restaurant that come and they're like, "I'm allergic to alliums, which is like garlic, onion, chives," yeah. and and I'm like, "What a life." How do I live without you? Yeah. Because that's, that's the way I feel. Oh my God, imagine. Like, what if your child has? Oh my God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Yeah. I'm going to be so sad. I had that the other day. Someone was like, oh, my child's allergic to egg and sesame. And this is this. And I was like, oh no. It's so weird because like people in Vietnam, they don't get allergies. Mm-hmm. Like they don't, they're not allergic to shit. Like yeah. it's very rare. It's very rare. I think it's because we're exposed to a lot. Yeah. Like in the motherland, like it, and it's also like they say, like because we overwash our food and like our vegetables and fruits, like you're not getting that exposure to like, mm. I guess like, what do you call that word? I don't, know. I don't know. Like to just exposed to shit. Like you're not exposed to like. Things that could better your immune system, I guess. I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna have a child and bring and send it to the motherland. Yeah, I'm just gonna shove thing a thing of peanut butter in their face. <laughs> Are you allergic? We'll find out. Oh my god, oh, I feel so bad. Yeah, it's stuff. I I knew a guy who his son was allergic to everything. Like the list was huge. It was like tree nuts, like peanuts, and egg, and soy, and milk, and this and that, and sesame. And I think like. Yeah, and he had to provide food for his child at daycare. And, like, sometimes he had to, like, leave because his son would have an anaphylactic shock about all this stuff. Yeah, it was really bad. Exhausting. It is, yeah. And so, um, and funny story, he, like, uh, he had a birthday party for his son. And, like, he had to be gluten-free and vegan. So, like, some of the kids, like, who, who tasted, like, they know what junk food is. They tasted, like, what the fuck is this it's like kelly's bake shop type stuff right and then the other kids who don't get desserts they're like oh, they loved it yeah uh-huh. but i just felt so i feel so bad it's like but he's grown out through grown out of a lot of it but it's thank still, god yeah but like the first five years you're already trying to keep this child alive yeah 
and then on top of that, fuck. <laughs> everything's a death trap. Yeah, it's like don't touch anything. I know. It's like was it like the bubble boy? Yeah, it's like you can't touch anything. Oh my god. Anyway, okay, let's wrap this up. Um, if you like what you heard, follow us on TikTok and Instagram at She's Nice Not Stupid, and share with a friend. Comment, rate, and repost. We'll be we'll be on YouTube too, so you can follow us on YouTube. She's Nice Not Stupid. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, or just complain, <laughs> <laughs> email us at she's nice, not stupid at gmail.com. Thanks again. See you next week. Bye. Bye.